0: Welcome to the New Money Review podcast. I'm Paul Amory, editor of New Money Review. In this episode of the podcast, I'm delighted to welcome Tim Yunusov, who is a computer scientist and also a hacker with a special interest in banking and payment systems. Tim has written a number of articles for New Money Review on fraud, digital identity, cryptocurrency, and the weaknesses in payment systems, including contactless payment cards and mobile wallets. I encourage you to ha- have a look at those articles on the site whenever you have a chance. They're really interesting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like it, share it on social media, or recommend it to a friend. Hope you enjoy listening. Tim, welcome to the New Money Review podcast. Thank you for joining me. Could you start by telling listeners a bit about yourself, your background, your area of work?
1: Um, hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so my name is Tim Ryunosov. I was an application security uh, specialist since 2009. But later in my career, around 2013, I started focusing predominantly uh, on banks and financial systems. So we had a lot of customers who were throwing like banking applications to us saying, Hey, find all the vulnerabilities there. And, you know, it became extremely interesting to kind of leave. In, in the in the hacker movie uh, without all the uh, repercussions of like being caught uh, any ramifications of like going to prison uh, but having this thrill of hey I found a way how you can you know steal money from from a top 10 bank in a country uh, and later in, in my career, because obviously you can do only so much in, in a small industry, yeah which is like reasonably small, you, you hack same things day by day every day. you get into a rabbit hole. Uh, I obviously started like exploring more options. That's how I ended up hacking Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, ATMs, point of sales. And ultimately, because you have to interact with a lot of people, from the bank with no security background, like risk, anti-fraud, uh, anti-money laundering. I kind of found myself good in that, trying to to explain them some technical things yeah, and just trying to find this interception, inter- interconnection between uh, fraud and, and uh, security.
0: Yeah, great. That That gives us lots to talk about. Um, I should mention to listeners who are not familiar with uh, Tim's articles on the New Money Review website, he's written some very interesting ones for New Money Review on a variety of subjects from contactless payment fraud to digital identity scams uh, to buy now, pay later fraud, uh, more recently to whether your phone can be stolen and uh, Used to drain your bank account, apparently it can in certain circumstances. So hopefully we can touch on all those things as well as the the, the, the overlap which you just mentioned between digital payments and those, these wider questions of anti-money laundering and, and fraud and, and who should best be dealing with it. But let, let me just go back in time, Tim, to when I first got in touch with you, you very kindly agreed to have a chat with me, I think four years ago in a pub in Camden, in London, uh, to explain a bit more about what you do because I was interested in digital payments, security, and had been writing on that topic and wanted to learn a bit more about what people like you do. And you drew, you you took out a piece of paper and drew two lines. One was a kind of uh, horizontal line and the other one was a upward sloping line. And you explained to me that basically everything electronic can be hacked, but the hackers tend to focus on the high value targets. And so we have to kind of work out where the intersection of that. where those two lines intersect and 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 could you talk a bit more about that? So what are the you know what are the um what are the things that deter if you're a, a top class hacker, some working somewhere in the world and you're interested in trying to get into digital payment systems, you know, what determines where you look and where you where you find you know how you find where the weak points are?
1: Well, that's the whole point. Uh, that we are not talking about top-notch hackers, yeah, who do like who hack for the government, who's who who are really like I I don't know the, the names you know or or purposefully don't know. We are talking about like general public, yeah, and general public amongst cyber criminals. They are not the smartest people in the world. Yeah, a lot of people say even differently. Like, averagely, they they will be even slightly more dumber than than an average no person on the street of on the streets of London. Uh, and 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 that's the whole point. All these people, they just have these malice intentions to get some cheap, easy money. Yeah, that they don't need to like. Earn by physical labor or anything like that right. but they're not very smart to understand how to do that themselves so what they do they have like all these different uh, cyber criminal forums where a lot of people say hey i'm selling this magic technique how you can steal money out of any EMV card or how you can clone any EMV card and without understanding that these cards cannot be cloned in a normal circumstances. Just people buy into that, send money to criminals. One criminal is sending money to another criminal, and he cannot claim money back. He cannot come to his bank and say, hey, I was robbed. You know, He can, cannot go to police yeah. because yeah. he's already involved in some dodgy activities. There are obviously things on cyber forums like um, arbitrage where people can complain about... Uh, Bad transactions, fraudulent transactions. But but but. So but, what you're saying uh, to me is that
0: there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of low level crime which is not very sophisticated, but it's easy mostly,
1: to yeah. It, it's
0: easy to try because you can go onto a dark web forum yeah, uh, if you know which one if you know where to look, look and you can yeah. and you can find people's stolen credit card details and yeah, match yeah, them yeah. Up that's with some that's, that's
1: right. what we were talking about four years ago. Yeah, the intersection yeah. of of c- complexity. <laughs> and the amount of yeah. money you get, you get in back. And if you just raise the complexity, slightly yeah. high up average, no yeah. one will care about you. Everyone will still be focusing on like lower market things. Yeah.
0: Before we talk about some of the, maybe we could talk about some of the more complex attacks that have been in the in the media. Um, could you explain a bit more about the role of black hat and white hat hackers? You know, what, what what's the difference? How do we know we're dealing with one rather than the other?
1: Well, you definitely know when you deal with one <laughs> rather than the other. Well, uh, we, we, that that definitions black hat and white white hat uh, they come when uh, when we start seeing a lot of uh, info, careers in in information security. Yeah, when when all everyone started organizing conferences, bringing articles to media about, and and you need to. Uh, introduce yourself and you say, hey, I'm I'm a hacker. I'm I'm Timur and I'm a hacker. And journalists or your PR come to you and say, hey, you're not allowed to say that. And that's why uh, distinction came between the white hat and black hat. Yeah, black hat, in my my opinion, is just a criminal. It doesn't matter he decided to, to be a cyber criminal. But I always say, hey, there is no difference between him just going on the street and just burglar houses, houses, yeah, robbing uh, some old ladies on the street or just like doing hit and run uh, versus him just sitting at the computer and doing some other form of criminals where White Hat is just a person who tries to prevent this uh, by by doing, I don't know, research or working for a company. So now I'm, I'm working at a big company. It has nothing to do with finances where we intentionally trying to find vulnerabilities before hackers will do that. So, so company saves some money on that because my salary still costs them less than all the process of doing dealing with PR and media and, and rectifying vulnerabilities much later in, in the development mm. cycles than doing it much earlier right at the beginning. And uh, what I saw recently is that it's definitely more and more career opportunities for people like me Doing more proactive research, yeah, instead of reacting on cyber incidents or like heists or anything like that, people just sit and do research and think, "Hey, what can hackers start doing in ten years' time? Yeah, what what can we actually right. help and prevent much earlier?" And these are essentially the White Hats,
0: right? So you've been looking at uh, digital payment security for a number of years. Uh, obviously, there's been a, an explosion in the use of digital payments technology in the last decades, particularly since COVID, but I mean, a lot of us who are using cash or checks 10 years ago, we just don't, doesn't exist anymore. We may, may not be using even a card anymore. We're just paying with our phone, with Google Pay or Apple Pay or Samsung Pay. What um, has, you know, what big opportunities ha- have these trends, has this trend uh, thrown up for criminals?
1: Uh, as much As more technology you have in our life, as more opportunities for cyber criminals will be there. Yeah, because every technology, I was always saying that every technology comes with their own risks. Yeah, and wise people and wise organizations, wise consortiums, they think about that well in advance and they think, hey, Kyle, how can we prevent these from, from being exploited, you know? Zelle, a very popular American form of payment, when you enter the phone number or email and the money will be sent. Before Zelle came to market, they hired uh, a lot of companies to do uh, proof of work, proof of proof of assessments, some, some kind of uh, sanity check to, to, to see what can go wrong within these processes. But because they were not uh, highlighting what exactly should be done in what manner and they probably did not digest the risks that these companies highlighted back in the day, we ended up where we ended up with self fraud being all over the top in the US because mm. anyone just take over the account from one bank and sends money to to their own account in, in another bank. And because of synthetic identities and and fake identities uh, thrive in, in the US as well, no one will ever find out the person money came to.
0: Right. And, and it's fair to say, I think Tim, isn't it, that some markets are more vulnerable to certain types of fraud than, than others. Yeah. Um, and when we I say know,
1: it... some markets, we obviously talk about the U.S. and uh, maybe <laughs> Latin America, and yeah,
0: which is because their payment systems are more antiquated or their identity verification systems are not as robust. Is that the reason? Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, they. It's it's kind of really hard for technological future to hit that market, to penetrate that market, because they're quite old fashioned. You know, they still mostly operate with uh, checkbooks. And yeah. uh, I just recently read that checkbooks will become a history in Europe in, in five, 10 years time. Yeah, finally. I don't know what's gonna happen in America, but again, uh, check fraud is one of the biggest uh, problems in on, on that market because there's no technology behind that yeah there is a piece yeah. of paper and a signature and good old fashioned uh, let's open a mailbox and just grab what we can and just go go to the bank so it's all about yeah kind of they rely upon very old fashioned mechanisms but yeah they meant to be the country of uh, future and all the innovations and startups and there is like so many Technological startups comparing with Europe comparing to Europe. Yeah, for example, but 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 they still kind of Cannot Tackle the obvious problem
0: Right, so let's talk about Europe or the UK and Europe um, and you know, what are the targets for? For criminals. Um, Is it the banks? Is it the is it the the newer fintech firms? Is it the blockchain companies? Where are the biggest vulnerabilities, if it's possible to generate I mean
1: when, when when I was working at my previous job, uh we were trying to keep an eye on trends uh both from like what customers, what our customers uh the uh, what is who is our average customer, yeah, like how many fintechs we got in the year, how many know uh, industrial companies we get in the air, ER, all as well as uh, how many companies were hacked or like suffered from from various incidents. And obviously, uh, such a crime as the ransomware, it, it completely changed the market.
0: Well, this is where just so people, for people who are not aware, ransomware is where you you know you can you threaten or you doing, uh, completely encrypt some organization's computers and you ask for a probably a cryptocurrency payment as their as yeah the
1: either. Either you're gonna disclose all this information, which is now massively affecting GDPR and their fines, or you yeah. will just delete permanently delete this data. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then your customers and your your victims will never get it back. And 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 that completely changed the market, you know, where before the obvious way for criminals is like where where is money? Money is where the money lies. Yeah, like obviously uh, the North Korean approach. <laughs> Let's hit the biggest bank in Asia. And steal money out of that using the system that uh, allow us to funnel hundreds of millions, which was Swift. Yeah, this was uh, the
0: Central Bank of Bangladesh hack. Uh, uh, yeah, two thousand fifteen. Which the North Koreans, most people accept, did. They didn't manage to to launder all the money. They got stuck. Some of it got stuck, or the majority got stuck. Right? Yeah, yeah. They did but manage still- to break into supposedly unbreakable.
1: It Systems. still was a yeah. big chunk of money, uh, especially yeah. at times. Uh, but now, <laughs> the same amount of money you can get simply by buying uh, your employee's account uh, in in a network, yeah, just inside the threat, and just encrypting all the data on the hard drives and and, and asking for extortion. Right. Uh, so that 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 completely changed the market and uh, finances stopped being fintechs stop being like the most desirable targets for uh, for cyber criminals yeah because again uh, like average bank is obviously much well more protected than an average retail company that can yeah. easily uh, pay off to criminals half a million a million. Uh, dollars or pounds yeah to 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 get their files back uh, because they have money yeah and with banks there is a lot of regulation which really paid back there is a lot of requirements there is a lot of work going on there but it also means that uh, banks cannot do much more than they already do Uh, a lot of banks were saying to me hey you know all of your research is very interesting and fun but if if you'll try to push slightly more, we'll crack under the pressure, yeah, because it's so much we already, we are already required by FCA and MasterCard and PCI and this and that. And obviously, because of that, uh, institutions like uh, FinTech uh, related to like uh, blockchain uh, or like uh, digital uh, money, yeah, like cryptocurrencies, they're not, they're not so... Over restricted, but it also means a lot. They, they are much, uh, they are much more vulnerable than an average bank. Because you probably saw all these highs of hundreds of millions in crypto, yeah. using these gates between the fiat fiat and 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 uh, cryptocurrencies, where people yeah. were able to to snatch like crazy amount of money. Yeah, and, and people yeah. I know, uh, they now a lot into. Uh, security of uh, blockchain and, and ethereum and uh, smart contracts because they see the demand there they see that more and more organizations will need that uh, knowledge from their side uh, to, to protect against this stupid attacks that took place in the past and these attacks don't go down over time so we're going to see more and more of these things so well, we're definitely going to need more and more yeah. of these people.
0: What well, One of the areas that's been in the news recently is authorized push payment fraud where um, the clever criminal manages to convince the person sending the money that they are somebody that they're, they're not. They, they came to be an organization, they, they convinced the, the person with the with the funds to log into their bank account and, and send the money to the criminal rather than to who they're supposed to be sending it to. And then um, the banks obviously have a number of checks in place to try and stop you doing that. They, they, they want you to verify that the account you're sending money to is actually supposed to be the, you know, the one you're you're intending to send it to. They have checks and, and they, they, buttons that appear on the screen saying, you know, do you really want to send money to this person? Even so, there is, I think, about half a billion pounds in the UK alone being lost to this type of fraud. And there's increasing pressure from the politicians to, to, on the banks and the fintechs to reimburse all losses from this type of fraud. Now, what do you think about that as a as a way forward? Is that is that a sensible approach by regulators or is that just going to... Raise the cost when, for the whole when industry. When
1: you when you were describing that, uh, a picture just started drawing in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, design flaws. You have uh, an angle how you yeah. meant to walk. Yeah, using the <laughs> pathways, but everyone cut the corner uh, on the grass. Yeah, this is how you inte- how the system was intended to work, and this is how how in, it works in reality. And this is what uh, European and UK. Uh, government and and authorities are trying to do with push payment fraud yeah they try to rectify somehow system that is that has flaws at the bottom of that when when it was uh, developed and created yeah and they try to create patch upon patch upon patch yeah. and they obviously try to blame customers now these days if you uh, do authorized push payment, and you get uh, how you do, what you described is called verification of PE. When uh when when a bank checks information that this from inform- that this bank account and uh, sort code actually belongs not to because normally what criminals do they say hey you send money to your own account you enter your own name but this is in a different bank yeah and you yeah. enter your own name but it's gonna show you hey this this number this account doesn't actually belong to you it belongs to John Doe yeah some some cyber mm. criminal supposedly yeah and that's what this this what meant to stop and turn the brain on in in, in, in a victim's, uh, in in a victim, yeah, along this process. Yeah. But what's happening as an outcome of that, if you actually will get a confirmation that this uh, account does not belong to you and you still press yes, send, you are liable for this fraud. That's it. Yeah. Bank will never return money back to you. It's either already in place, or I was hearing that this will be in place once this. Things will finally start working across all financial institutions in the UK, which means again they just shift the responsibility to customers who never had any power to change anything yeah. in, in, in these systems. Where <clears> actually you <throat> meant to implement more secure forms of payment somehow, you know. Yeah.
0: So it's an unsatisfactory way of dealing with the problem. It's just patch upon patch, uh, which uh, is causing a more complex system and, yeah, and it's kind not of making it any safer. yeah
1: just like yeah. Hey, this is this is this is your fault this is nothing to yeah. do with us
0: it reminds me a bit about uh, of the it reminds me a bit of the article you wrote for new money review a couple of years ago about uh, when you combine cryptocurrencies with payment cards uh, you're combining two different technologies and there are some inherent flaws in card security that have been inherited uh, over the years and and you know pretty using cryptocurrency with with payment cards is actually can be quite dangerous um, and maybe that's less of a concern than it was then because the crypto boom has kind of fizzled out a bit since 2021, but it's maybe an example of the problems of combining or adding different technologies together without thinking of the whole design.
1: Yes, because I at, at times, again, I was thinking that that, that will be the moment. Mm. This will be the moment when people start thinking and will get rid of all the problems that were existing before because everyone a lot of people were able to create come up with their own payment schemes yeah like giant coinbase or or i don't know cryptocom or binance yeah. they would be able instead of issuing enrolling uh visa or mastercard cards which have to have these old Back compatibilities for the purpose of working in every market where Visa and MasterCard uh, supports their work in, they could come up with new QR payments, yeah, or, or like fingerprints or or any other p- p- forms. Instead of that, they decided to rely upon uh, old-fashioned technology that has well-known flaws, yeah, and, and that obviously has a price uh, to it. And this is, for example, uh, maybe in, in more... Uh, isolated regions like China or Russia these days, this is not the case because they are se- separated from the rest of the world. They have to come up with their own technologies and this is why, for example, in China is so popular biometric payments, yeah, like payment with the palm or with the uh, eye recognition system or face, face recogni- facial recognition systems. Yeah. Uh, that might be a way forward in, in, in payments but again, might come with <laughs> Their own set of problems.
0: It comes with trade-offs, doesn't it? Because uh, pe- people in, in the Western media often talk about China's uh, national digital identity system or the one in India as being a, as, as being a kind of infringement on human liberty, because uh, you know you can easily track the movement of uh, you know any person through the through the country. And, and it's t- but you're saying that that kind of system is fundamentally more secure from a payments perspective, even if it comes with the those other trade-offs.
1: It's just uh, different and it might have some other problems, yeah, some major yeah. flaws and we will never know about them because, again, if I would need, uh, if anyone would come to me and say, hey, do you want to investigate how WeChat works, how Alipay works, uh, yeah. I, I will really struggle because uh, here I'm able to go and open accounts, account, send in my documents or uh, ask someone how we are trying to do this, send in like, Uh, almost fake documents to the organization yeah where with these closed ecosystems i won't be able to do so yeah i won't be able to open a bank account in the system that actually requires me to be physically in china yeah Yeah. or actually go to a branch in russia because mostly most institutions in russia still were asking for you to come into the office to open your bank account we're here with the uh, digital identities and the freedom of like opening everything using the EQIC, yeah, electronic, uh you know, your customer verification. It yeah. It's easy, but it comes again with their own prices. But yeah, I agree right. that Europe is much more old-fashioned in that sense. They look at the biometric systems and they dread, uh, that they're dreading them because obviously they don't want... uh appearance of new Facebook on the European market, people, yeah. companies who will violate uh, private, personal information, uh, biometrics especially, because, you know, the traditional claim, yes, you can change your passport, but you cannot change your fingers, and, uh, yeah. and, 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 and this and that. And I, for example, I was, a, about two years ago, uh, government-based uh, Russian uh body that collects all the biometric data and acts as middleman between banks and customers and and the uh or other organizations they uh said hey guys we actually see a lot of bad pr and media behind biometrical systems yeah we have these yes. gossips like hey uh you store my fingerprints as images in a database on the computer, like, simply speaking, yeah? And we would like to uh, do the myth-busting, yeah, like, to destroy this myth uh, of, like, we actually do not store this data. information that we store is irreversible. You cannot restore your fingerprints based on yeah. this information. And, and this and that. And they were, like, trying to engage various hackers, almost try to launch a bug bounty program to prove... That they are like that, that; they're not as stupid as as a lot of people claim they are. But yeah, obviously there are still a lot of issues with uh, keeping a large chunk of data of millions of hundreds of millions of yeah. citizens uh, in one particular storage. Yeah. So, but,
0: but talking in general terms, we're going to see more divergence between. I mean, we're already seeing it in the, in the world as a whole, but we're going to see more divergence between different types of payment systems between... I
1: really hope so, yes, because the entry barriers now are much lower. Yeah, anyone can do their own systems and come up with them. There is obviously a payout to that. You need to... You either work with everyone and pay your own fees, Yeah, whether it's technological fee by being able to... Uh, support the technology or financial fees. Yeah, you need to pay 2% for each transaction to, to, to be to be able to be the part of the game. Uh, mm. But it's still definitely much more space for innovations these days rather than it's been 10, 20 years ago. Uh than mm. it was 20 years ago. So yeah, I, I hope that we will see more things. But again it does mean that big sharks will not stop trying to you know just like uh uh get get their own peace I, sometimes yeah. i i sound like a crazy person who believes in aliens and like a, <laughs> a shadow government you know like when we were when we met this four years ago uh i i had these uh ideas of yeah like of like why systems this and that because obviously I had I had my problems with big companies like Visa MasterCard who are trying to put down some of my research who never come back to me, never uh never got any feedback. And and obviously if, if you live in that reality, you start doubting yourself a lot. You start sure. questioning what's happening with with the yeah, world. Si- is that, silence is, there, is a
0: very powerful weapon, yeah.
1: <laughs> is there a conspiracy against <laughs> me? Yeah. But I always try to again just check what what I what I think what is my life approach against like some broad broader uh, attitudes in in life Yeah, what what people think, what people say.
0: Yeah, and and looking forward to it for the next um, a few years, next decade, you've obviously been looking at payment security for a long time. Where do you think that are going to be the biggest areas of interest, biggest challenges? Um, you know, where are we going to see the the next set of headlines regarding payment security.
1: Definitely that's going to be in technology so all the technology that will come uh will bring on the table a lot of other issues. Yeah so when in 2014 uh chip cards were trying to penetrate America uh unsuccessfully by times and it still took them around five to ten years, five to six years to to get it done. Uh there was like a lot of articles. Hey guys, cheap cheap cars are not as secure as you all think. Yeah, because because of this, this, this and that. Yeah, because obviously whenever technologies will come, a lot of people, whether the white hats or black hats will follow this technology, will try to break it. Uh, for PR purposes or for money purposes, but it doesn't mean that we need to stop doing that because I saw the most tremendous feedback and appreciation from security industry. I saw when some very old vulnerabilities uh, that were always claimed as unfixable due to design flaws, like architectural, because they were like they was like lying down so down. The, uh, along the architecture were finally rectified yeah like mm. I know, dNS spoofing uh max uh max stripe in europe yeah finally at last or maybe one day max Stripe transactions will become a history in America and that will be the great day for for payments definitely a lot of I know personally a lot of criminals are dreading these days to come, yet a lot of people are saying, hey, what are we going to do when there will be no Max Stripe, when it's going to be no card not present without 3D Secure, when there's going to be no way to steal money out of stupid people in America or in other countries in the world and like 50% of people in that dark forums uh, are saying, hey, just relax what are you on about, this is bullshit this day will never come so I'm really looking forward for this day to finally come yeah, and to see what's gonna happen, and and find, and and also to see what criminals are gonna do in these days. They're definitely not gonna suddenly become uh, white collars and start going to job nine to five. You know, <laughs> uh, they're still gonna try to come up with something interesting, some dodgy uh, schemes. But but yeah, it's gonna be a good bright future.
0: And. But much- it, but it- but it may. You think it so? You think it may still be card related, or it could be something completely different. It could no, be no.
1: That's, that's just an example. It's gonna be deep uh, deepfakes
0: or AI generated digital the old, identities.
1: All these and, things, yeah. all these <laughs> things will be there. All these things will yeah. be there because because of all the techno- technologies that are lying uh, behind, beneath that to, to make it work. But uh, like, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I normally don't expect. You know, tomorrow. We will create, uh, hackers will create a tool set that will allow me to bypass uh, QIC and put fake face, your face, instead of my mm. face, with amazing quality based on only one picture uh, of you, this like picture, I can take a screenshot from my screen at the moment. Yeah, that's just for people who don't know, I actually see Paul, yeah, because we, we, we also have video. Uh but the, I I don't imagine this happening. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that this will never happen. Yeah, some some things may have, and that will be a groundbreaking security research. Yeah, but but I I cannot say hey this is definitely going to happen in the next ten years.
0: <laughs> right, right. So I uh, watch this space. Yeah, if if if, if I. To always, get our faces always. cloned. You, yeah. do
1: need, you do need to keep an eye on what's going on in the world, especially... Well, for individuals, it's one story, but for big organizations, for big companies, that's a different yeah. story. Yeah, for banks, yeah. Uh, I started inf- informing more and more banks about possibility of... Uh, fake IDs of bypassing QIC verification using video yeah. recordings or like because a lot of a lot of banking applications either whether during the registration or password resetting will ask you to record videos of your face yeah. turning left right saying one two three five four six showing your IDs and so many proposals now are on the dark market like hey you just put an iPhone In front of another iPhone. And because of so better quality of camera. These days. Before you know you would see the lines. And you would be 100% sure. That this is not a real photo. Where these days. Because of the much better quality of cameras. In the phones. You won't be able to see that. So you can actually record someone. And put it. In a, as a video on another right. phone and that will bypass the QIC verification for example and, yeah, and, and yeah. a lot of banks simply don't understand that
0: Yeah. and, and a f- final question Tim if I may, I, I, I don't know if it's possible to summarize but if, if, you know, if it's a general listener to this podcast uh, who's worried about digital payment security, are there any kind of three or five steps they could take to, to make sure that they're doing things as safely as possible?
1: I always have these three, five things, yeah, and then they'll change over time. Uh, It's always a good practice to keep notifications on, yeah, whether you have uh, push notifications, SMS, or you check your balance regularly, statements regularly, looking for suspicious transactions, everything in in your hand, yeah. Uh, Then uh, recommendation number two if you have this function to disable certain types of payments or put the limit caps, daily limit caps or uh, transaction limit caps, monthly limit caps, that's a great opportunity. For example, I my, my mother has my card and I cannot control, I do not trust her, you know, uh, decisions in terms of she can forget cards. It can be stolen from her very easily and m- my solution i have my own 300 pounds uh, cap on on the account and if the card will be lost maximum i can lose is 300 pounds okay. uh so this is my way of like l- m- managing these risks and most of the banks these days will allow you to do that uh, proactively yeah. because there is a feature obviously to disable cards and if you realize that your you don't know where your card is you can do that but it's not There mm. is not a preventive feature it's not a proactive feature it's a reactive feature yeah by the time yeah. you will do that money can be already lost but yeah. uh putting limits it's 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 an amazing opportunity and i really really resent banks who do not have this feature these days and and yeah. and, and overall you know do not panic do not go crazy because people that's why how criminals uh get money out of you you they will put you they put you in a panic state yeah i, I now i work on a research that allow me to start sending notifications for example to you paul that money uh that i'm trying to to spend money from your car yeah i'm sending mm, mm. i'm not able to actually spend money from your car because by that time i would achieve what i would like to achieve yes what's the point but i put you in that state of being in panic and after that, I can call you and force you to send money to the account and bypass the verification of payee and this right. and that. So this is going to be a trigger for you. This is kind of a research yeah. at the moment. And this this mentality, yeah, okay, let's find a wallet that protects my card against NFC snitching. And I'm going to look at my phone and always check what's what's happening with, with my balance. Yeah, it's, it's our own mentality. It's life life right. is a hostile environment. Life is beautiful and gorgeous, but you need to yes. uh keep an eye. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Tim, thank you very much. It's been a fascinating chat. I, r- I really enjoyed it and uh look forward to following your work uh in future.
1: Thank you, Paul. I'm looking forward for the next article on New Money Review. It's my <laughs> name on <and> it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this New Money Review podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like it or share it on your podcast listening platform. If you'd like to support New Money Review, you can do so using Patreon. Details of how to do so are on the right margin of our website, newmoneyreview.com. Listen in soon for our next episode.